It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins brain trust of Marvin Allen and Chris Greer met with the South Florida media head of the 2023 NFL Draft and discussed some key topics that we're going to explore here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Miami Dolphins Brain Trust Marvin Allen and Chris Greer met with the South Florida media. We're going to talk about what they talked about, the key points. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first, and in this case, your second Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023, and we are diving in to the comments made by Chris Greer and Marvin Allen. And this exploration has to start in one place, because it's the quote that everybody took away from the presser, and it was the first question that Chris Greer was asked. He was asked about Austin Jackson and his role with the team going into the 2023 season. I'll I'll read the question from the transcript, and then I will read the response from Chris Greer, because I think context here does give you a little bit of context clues. He was asked, at this point, is your thinking that Austin Jackson is the expectation that he is going to be your starter? Also, are you keeping in the back of your mind you and Mike McDaniel keeping in the back of your mind the possibility of moving Robert Hunt to right tackle, or would you prefer clearly to leave him at guard? That was the question. Okay? It was staged in a way that kind of steered towards an answer, and it was the answer that Chris Greer gave. Uh, First of all, he joked about it always right off the start. He said, the expectation is Austin Jackson is the starter at right tackle. We're excited for him. I know he's been frustrated with the injuries last year. He's been working hard. He's been working on a lot of stuff here in the offseason, having Tehran around here. Another year being around him for a year, and the offseason will be tremendous value for him, being Austin Jackson. And for us, we'd like to see Robert stay at one position right now, stay at guard, where, again, you've heard me say it many times, I think he's a tremendous potential and is already, I believe, a very good player at that position in the league. This has caused a big freakout from Dolphins fans, and... uh, If this expectation for the Dolphins um, manifests with the team spurning drafting any offensive linemen, not signing any free agent offensive linemen, not trading for an offensive lineman, and you get to August 1st, and Austin Jackson is the unchallenged right tackle starter, I'm going to have a problem. And I know that's not the first time that I've alluded to that on the podcast. But I don't think Chris Greer said anything here 
He's a former first-round pick. They've already acknowledged this offseason that it is their plan to infuse competition. But of course, you're going to want a former first-round pick to be the starter. And right now, he's the only guy in the position room to be the starter. But that can't, that doesn't mean it won't change at the drop of a hat if you get the right talent acquisition to bring in. So I don't see this quote as anything that removes the possibility of the Dolphins upgrading right tackle from the lexicon of events that we could see the Dolphins pursue. And I know we're all apprehensive, and I know we're all anxious, and we're all eager to live in a world where Austin Jackson is not a starting offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins. I get it. But that has to happen first. And if the value doesn't present itself to the Dolphins and the Dolphins don't want to draft Carter Warren from Pittsburgh at 51 because the tackle run happened and they don't have the assets to go up and get a guy, you may live in a world where you're signing veterans to compete with Austin Jackson instead of bringing a new tackle in that through the draft that you feel would be an upgrade at the starting spot. This is a player who has really struggled and, of course, played less than 100 snaps last year. You want to position that player uh, as best you can for whatever role he's going to end up filling for your team. And make no mistake, he'll be on the roster. So I get Chris Greer not coming out and saying, yeah, we're out on Austin. We're ready to move on. What happens if they've been having negotiations with a team about a tackle to trade for or, or a team to trade up for? Anybody remember what happened in the 2020 draft? Aside of drafting Austin Jackson in that draft, that pick at 18 wasn't going to be Austin Jackson. Just like that pick at 30 wasn't going to be Noeg Benogany. The players the Dolphins wanted, they got sniped on. So I don't mind a little misdirection here or a little bit of playing the poker game to be able to say, yeah, we expect Austin Jackson, who's under contract and a former first-round pick and a starter games for us in the past, is going to be the starter. The expectation is that Austin Jackson is a starter at right tackle because that's all you have. Now, if they double, triple, and quadruple down on that, I'm going to be as angry as the rest of you because I think we've seen enough from Austin. And yes, player development here is a question that they'll likely bank on. But to put all your eggs in that basket feels foolhardy. And I think everybody who's followed the team for any amount of time uh, probably sees that for themselves. The question is, is the Dolphins' position the faith that they have in Austin Jackson, or is the Dolphins' position simply liking the traits and the cost of having Austin Jackson on the roster versus what all of the alternatives to this point have been? And when does an investment opportunity come along that surpasses the cheap labor, relatively speaking, of Austin Jackson as the 18th overall pick in the fourth year of his contract. They have not exercised that fifth-year option. And his athletic upside, knowing full well that, yes, some offensive linemen do take three, four years upon entering the league to start to develop and showcase themselves. It's not abnormal, but you can't put your eggs in that basket. And I think all of us who have followed the team feel that way. It's just when will the investment opportunity come? And if it never comes, that's when I'll be upset. But I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans right now who are holding their breaths about the potential of Austin Jackson because the quote, that first sentence 
in a vacuum, the expectation is Austin is the starter right tackle. I get why you feel the way you feel. I just don't think it's time to push the panic button yet, personally. We'll talk about the, the comments about Cedric Wilson. Uh, next on Locked On Dolphins, Rand Slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the Major League action than at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet does not hit. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if you don't win that first bet. So don't miss your chance to step up to the plate for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Chris Greer also made some comments about Cedric Wilson. And it kind of alluded to... um, him potentially being back on the roster again this year as well. But I think there's some context clues uh, that Chris Greer provided that I think are really helpful here. He was asked, you have a ton of wide receivers now, including two very, very good ones. Cedric Wilson kind of got squeezed by the numbers game last year. Is that a concern again this year? Can you say with certainty that he'll definitely be on the team in 2023? A very direct question. Respect asking it. Here was the response from Chris Greer. I would say, yeah, it's a very talented room. Going back to Chosen Anderson, to we didn't promise him anything. We said we got some good young players here that are pushing for time, and he understood that. Cedric signed here to be the number two at the time, and then we made the trade for Tyreek. But how he handled himself, he's been an incredible professional, like volunteering to return kicks for us at the end of the year. He saved us and won us some games with some key returns that probably people don't give him credit for. The expectation that he's here, we've had teams call and ask about him. We're not shopping him but teams have called. And especially when we just added Chosen, we've had a couple teams reach out. He's a really good guy, and I'm trying to do right by him because of how he's handled himself on and off the field. Hmm. So make sure he throws out, we're not shopping him, but teams are calling. And I think that's a good sign. The fact that there's interest across the league for Cedric Wilson, in spite of him getting lost in the shuffle last year, which absolutely happened. It did. Now, I think he helped himself with some special teams prowess there on the return game. I don't know that he would be anybody's preferred returner. Certainly wasn't the Dolphins, but they they struggled to find some juice on special teams, and Cedric Wilson stepped up into that role. Of course, the challenge here is, well, there's a decent amount of salary that's due this year. But for the Dolphins, if it's a matter of eating a couple extra million dollars in dead cap hit to boost his tradeability, if a team is going to turn their nose up at taking on a $6 million salary, it wouldn't stop me because you'd save whatever you boot off the, the books anyway. 
So is that a, a matter of a pick swap? Go from a, a six to a five with Cedric Wilson? Can you get a five straight up for Cedric Wilson? I don't know. I, I have a feeling if that deal gets done, it's probably done on Saturday unless he is a part of a bigger package with one of the other big comments that Chris Greer made throughout the course of this press conference. But Cedric Wilson's a good player. Uh, but there is a redundancy with continuing to spend the kind of dollars the Dolphins are spending at wide receiver when you ask yourself, okay, if we have to eat, he's got $2 million in debt cap. If you end up eating another $2 million and you take a $4 million dead cap hit and you free $4 million, what can you do with $4 million in salary that now becomes immediately available in cap space for you to add a player to this roster that's not going to be redundant? Because I can see the world where Cedric Wilson is the wide receiver five. If Chosen Anderson is brought in to play on the outside and run the vertical plane routes and Braxton Berrios is the successful slot receiver that we know that he's capable of being behind Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson's the five. And that's not a, a damnation of Cedric Wilson as a football player. That's just the facts of the talent the Dolphins have acclimated in the weapons department. There will be teams out there where Cedric Wilson is a top three wide receiver. I've seen some of these wide receiver rooms across the NFL. So the fact that teams are calling, I think, is a great sign. Uh, Chase Claypool went for a thir pick 30, what ended up being pick 32 overall. You kidding me? If Chase Claypool has got a market where you're trading for him knowing you're going to have to give him a new contract of the 32nd overall pick in the draft with the Bears at the trade deadline when the Bears were bad and they knew they were bad and they still traded for a wide receiver anyway, Cedric Wilson's going to have some value. And I love the fact that Chris Greer kind of put it out there for everybody to interpret for themselves and say, yeah, teams have called. So if you're thinking about calling, just know you're not alone. That's a message that can be delivered courtesy of Chris Greer. Um, the other big bombshell that um, was kind of hinted at by Chris Greer was in regards to what the Dolphins may or may not do in the draft. Um, he was asked, I know with the draft capital being what it is this year, it's only four picks, but have you guys explored trying to move up? A lot of the talk with the Dolphins is about moving down. There was a rumor I believe it was Drew Rosenhaus on the radio or on, on television uh, a few weeks back had mentioned he would expect the Dolphins to be more privy to try to gain more picks than trade up and make a splash. But uh, here's, what's, here's Chris Greer's response. I was waiting for someone to ask that one with laughter. Uh, we've had a couple teams in the bottom half of the first round reach out saying they would be interested in coming down possibly if their guys aren't there and if we would be interested in moving. So for us, again, any opportunities we can get to a player, we'll look at. So no serious conversations, but we've had those conversations and we will keep those options open. 
just the fact that there's teams that have reached out, engaged the interest, I think it's fascinating. Uh, I think that is an element for the Dolphins where you may have a team who's trying to bounce out and continue to add extra first-round pick capital, who sees the Dolphins as a team who are aggressive, feel as though they have their quarterback. They've been aggressive with first-round picks over the last several seasons. Would they be willing to be aggressive with their 2024 to get a first-round pick this year to spend it in advance? I would assume that's anybody who's who's coming knocking from, the, he said, the back half. So if I'm looking at the back half and I'm asking myself, okay, what teams have the Dolphins done some business with? The Philadelphia Eagles at pick 30 stand out. Uh, the New Orleans Saints at pick 29 stand out as teams that the Dolphins have done business with often. And those are two teams at 29 and 30 where I can see the world, or if they have definitive guys that they're interested in, the board may dry up on them. So the question is, what is the cost to go up 20-something picks from 51 to 29-30? It's probably a one. So I would not blame the Dolphins for having apprehension there for that to be the pathway. But if a player that is way too good to pass up drops say Bijan Robinson's on the board at 29 I would do it I know that the tendencies of the team would indicate that's not likely but I would do it and that's my thoughts we have some more thoughts from some more of the comments uh, from Chris Greer that we're going to finish with here on this episode uh, of Lockdown Dolphins our second of the day here on Wednesday April 19 2023 uh, about a week away from the start of the NFL draft. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Chris Greer was also asked about uh, the psychology of best player available versus drafting for need. I thought that was a great question that he was asked. He was asked, you've generally been a best player available type of decision maker when it comes to the draft. When you have a roster that, as you say, is more ready to compete, do you shift a little bit on the spectrum of focusing a little bit more on positions of need, or do you still stick with that BPA mentality? And Chris Greer's response was, it's still a, still a balance because at the end of the day, you have to look long term. There are guys here just being realistic on one-year deals. So you may have to look at a position that you think is deep. Like last year, I think we had four linebackers on one-year deals. We always look for the best player. Then there are some occasions where you do take a position of need, but you try not to draft on need because, again, I think that's where you get in trouble. Yes. Because when the Dolphins have gotten in trouble in this regime, it's been drafting offensive linemen at a position of need. Because you can't tell me 
with the way the board fell in 2020 that Austin Jackson was the best player available at 18. You can't tell me that Liam Eikenberg was the best player available for the Dolphins when they traded up to 42 to go get him in 2021. But when you scorn other primary positions for the Javon Hollins of the world, that's when you get greatly successful draft picks. And uh, I'm glad that he mentioned that because that that is the number one concern that I have going in is that the Dolphins are going to look at tight end or offensive tackle. And maybe that's some of the posturing with the messaging that we talked about at the beginning of the show with Austin Jackson is to make sure that the messaging is very clear that we don't feel boxed in. And you're probably, of course, trying to influence teams around you with what their impressions are, of what you are and are not going to do. Whether or not that actually works or not, well, that's a different story and a discussion for another day. Probably after the 2023 NFL Draft when we know the information um, and the final answers to the, qu- the quiz and the test. This was a really fun presser. Um, they didn't really say too much. Uh, but I do think Chris Greer was, was candid um, with their thoughts going into this process. Obviously, it's we're just about ready to push, push go time. I do not expect we'll see the Dolphins make a pick on Thursday. But as he himself said, never say never, right? And, and Greer's been a wheeler and dealer, and he's made some big splashes. I do expect we'll see Cedric Wilson moved on draft weekend. Just from a financial standpoint, I still think that makes sense for the team. Um and we're going to keep working on our prospect spotlight series as well. We're going to get ourselves ready. We got some more linebackers to finish, and then we're going to transition to offensive guards. And then we got a smorgasbord collection of, of players that I think might be best available players of 51. And we'll get all that in before. So make sure you hit subscribe here on the podcast. Keep it locked in on Locked on Dolphins because it's your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Shout out to the everydayers who are here every day because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm Kyle Krabs. Until next time, peace, fins up, make it a good one. Talk to you all again soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.